Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. Thanks for coming by. I have a question for you. After you've already committed to caregiving, let's say it's by choice or not, either way, once you're committed, have you ever thought about what to do next? I mean, nobody tells you what to do next. Once you decide, or someone decides for you, you're like, what do I do next? I mean, the basic stuff is there. You know, you gotta take care of someone. You gotta learn how. But I have a list of things I want to share today that will help you maybe get more of an idea that like, because when I was uh, thrown into caregiving, it was during a time, which I've said before, a uh, year of my divorce, my dad passed away the same year. I underwent a total hysterectomy, went straight into menopause. I was about 48. Um, so no, not 48, sorry. I was 38. And so it was, <laughs> it was quite a time. I also was recovering from a car accident. And going through therapy lots of things going on in my life and um, I bring all that to you to say hey I've been there and I understood what it felt like to not even know what to do but I learned it as I went along I learned it as I followed other families and helped them so now I can share with you a few things so let me share them with you you guys can get your pen and paper out and hopefully you can keep up or you can replay it a few times to get it <laughs> I'm trying to keep these short okay so d just the first thing I want you to know is even if you don't know how put a note down it says do not do this alone I guarantee you nobody is ever intended to go through caregiving alone. And I will show you some other podcasts I'm going to teach you about. Because in my book, I talk about it. And I talk about what you need to build the team and how you have people on your team you don't even know are there already. So that's another podcast. But first of all, don't go it alone. That's the number one thing you need to remember. You'll figure it out later, but write that down. <laughs> Also, uh, what is your role in caregiving? Are you going to be the main caregiver? How much time is it going to take? There's a whole list of questions in my book about that are specific uh, that will teach you how, what to ask for yourself to get yourself more in alignment with the, with the role. That's a, a huge responsibility. Remember, you're feeling pressure for a reason. You're, you might be feeling overwhelmed at this point, even at the beginning. So that can all diminish over time if you take these steps in the beginning. So you want to stay focused on having a plan. Don't let people come in and start telling you what to do uh, who aren't even volunteering to, to help with the care. Just stay back and away from those people and just stay focused on making a plan at this point. So ask yourself, how do you feel about the decision you're making? Is it being forced on you or is it something that you want to do but just don't know how? What are you feeling? Make a list of all the feelings you have. Put it in a journal. Because what I'd love for you to do is write it down because over time, if you listen to my podcast or you get on and get the book or take the course that I'm making right now, uh, you could, you'll see that it works. You'll see that, wow, all that stuff was there and now it's not there. Those feelings are not the same. So caregiving is always changing and you will be changing. But in the beginning where you start is really important. So also, what type of caregiver are you? We all know not everybody's cut out to be a doctor. Not everyone's cut out to be a lawyer or a flight attendant or, you know, someone who does yard work. We're not all cut up for every job, right? So what makes us think we all can be great caregivers? It's just not true. I don't believe that for a minute because I've seen some very poor caregiving and they were super nice people, but they were terrible at caregiving. And what was sad about it is that society just kind of assumes anybody can be a parent and also anybody can be a caregiver. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. So that's a huge question you need to ask yourself. Because if you're being honest with yourself, you're not going to be surprised in the end and you won't have bitterness. You won't have resentment. Because if you don't want to be the caregiver, you have options. And we'll talk about that too later. So also give yourself permission to make that choice. 
you know, sometimes we give in to peer pressure, but who's going to really be there for you in the end? It's going to be you along with yourself at the end. Even, even if you're with people in a marriage that lasts forever, it's going to be you living with the choices that you made. So give yourself permission to make those choices and also give yourself permission from the start to fail. That's how you learn. Like on any job, you're going to learn by making mistakes and it's okay. No one's going to get hurt. If somebody gets hurt, you'll recover. Things will happen, but it won't be because you did it on purpose. It's going to be because you came in with a plan. You didn't go it alone. You stayed focused on having that plan. And if you knew your role from the beginning and you were saying, it's okay for me just to learn as I go, but be, be focused on the plan. And remember this last thing that's the most important thing is that your situation is unique. We already know that, but we tend to still feel like we need to caregive like everyone else around us. Like society tells us to. And that is just one of, the, I think that is probably the key for me that I learned after caregiving was over for me was that I tried so hard to fit into a box for Medicaid, DHS, people who are watching, people who are watching and judging and not even helping. Um, Boy, I did a lot of people pleasing and trying and it didn't do anything but take its toll on my health and my family. So I know the pressure's there, but you can put a lid on it, <laughs> tighten it up and don't let it seep into your caregiving experience. And I, I'm happy to do a one-on-one -on -one with anybody listening. That's what I do best is consulting you one-on-one, -on -one. take your situation and go through a list of all these questions and I can get you to see uh, how you can create a team, how you can stay organized with not a lot of effort. It really just comes down to knowing yourself. And I can teach you how to know yourself better because I've done it myself because I've taught other people how, and I want to help you. I sincerely want to help caregivers. And um, so I'm going to let you go now. This is pretty getting pretty long. It's in six whole minutes. <laughs> but I hope you wrote those things down. And if you're starting caregiving, you'll be fine, okay? You just have to make a choice about these things. And there's a lot more questions you can ask, and they're in the book. So I'm going to let you go. You guys enjoy yourself today. And don't forget to include yourself at the start by asking these questions and staying on track with you at the forefront of your care. You're the leader. Have a great day. Bye-bye.